Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love a good atmosphere of the Spirit. I love a good atmosphere of the Spirit. Last Sunday, we began talking about a bond of the Spirit. Bond of the Spirit. Bond of the Spirit. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 45. I have just about 10 minutes, so I'm just going to um, do a summary, okay, and uh, probably um, go in-depth next Sunday. The scripture tells us that the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. And I told us that um, Christianity is a shared life. It's not our life, it's the life of Jesus. So we are sharing the life of Jesus. Okay? It's not ours, it's his life. He is giving us his life. Okay? It's a shared life. So if, it is, if it's a shared life, it means that uh, the scripture, Paul says that it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. So the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So it means that um, I'm taken from His life and then I'm executing, I'm living out His life. When, 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 when we come to ch for church and then um, we say things like, um, there's someone here, or we say things like, uh, there's a word of God for someone here and things like that. It's not because we are perfect in the eyes of, of, of God, but it's because we are sharing the life of Jesus. So we recognize that it is the life of God working in us, through us, doing those things. Okay? It is the life of God. And then, of course, um, the idea of a new creation, one bond of the Spirit, is not one that, that started when Jesus came. It started um, from Genesis. Okay, the idea of God from the beginning is that you and I will be born of the Spirit. That's his idea from the very beginning. All right, Galatians 4:23. It has been the plan of God from inception. Now, the son of the slave woman was conceived in a natural way, but the son of the free woman was conceived through a promise made to Abraham. That's God's word translation. So um, we see the son of the slave woman conceived in a natural way. Now we see the son of the free woman conceived in a spiritual way. 
Okay? Through a promise that God made to Abraham. Now, now follow this very carefully. The beginning part of that uh, scripture says, it has been a plan of God from inception. From inception means that in Genesis chapter, chapter 21, um, no, not chapter 21, in Genesis 3 or thereabout, God came to Adam and said, got, the Bible says that God came in the cool of the day or walking in the garden and said, um, Adam, where are you? And some of us think that God is looking for Adam like he's lost. No. The all-knowing God knows where he is physically. Genesis 3 chapter 8. But the thing is, Adam was lost spiritually. So for God to ask the question, where are you? It means that he has dissociated from him. Okay? And because God is spirit, he doesn't relate naturally. He, he relates spiritually. So he's, he's looking for Adam is to say that Adam has disconnected from him. And the Bible says in 1 John 5, 4, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So that relationship with Adam in the beginning from inception that, that we're born of God and then Adam disconnected. Now in Christ Jesus, that came to cement it back. That's why the Bible says we are not after the image of the first Adam. We are now after the image of who? The last Adam. Which is who? Christ Jesus. So when we say that you are born of the Spirit, we are saying that the nature you carry now as a believer, if you're not a believer, yes, we understand. But as a believer, the nature you carry now is one that is of the Spirit. So you do things by the Spirit. You live by the Spirit. And that has been the devil's strategy from day one. For us to lose our identity. When he came to Jesus, what did he say? He said, if you are the Son of God. Excuse me, who is contesting it? Who is debating it? But if Jesus did not know who he is, he can start debating. So most of the time, Satan comes to question your identity. The things that happen to you, to question who you are. If you really know who you are in Christ Jesus, to question it. And then Jesus said the same thing again in Matthew 16. He said, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And when Peter spoke, what did he say? He said, flesh and blood did not reveal this thing to you. But it came from my father. It shows us that there is no way as a believer that you identify with the flesh. You always identify with the spirit. That's who you are. That's the new creation. That's your reality. But what we see most of the time is that we don't take time to embrace that reality. 
we, 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 we subject ourselves more to the natural than the supernatural. Certain things happen to you. First of all, you are spirit. You need to understand that. It doesn't make you overly spiritual. No, that's who you are. You are spirit. That's who you are. So it's natural for you to act spirit. It's natural for you to behave like a spirit. I remember some time ago, a friend of mine was, was in the queue, um, 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 a phone queue. And then um, he was, uh, you know those days of Nitel, where you have to go with a Nitel card or something, and then you, you queue to make the, the call. Everybody stays on the queue. It was just Nitel, and then you go to the box and make your, your, your call. So he was there on the queue, and, and um, someone, was, someone just came from somewhere and just went ahead of him. And then he said, what do you think you are doing? Why would you do, why would you do that? And then they got into an argument, and then he, he didn't want to argue too much. He just said to him, he said, think everybody is human being. Some of us are spirits, you don't know. If somebody tells you that <laughs> at 7 p.m. at night, <laughs> will you still make that call? <laughs> you know? But he was just exercising <laughs> his spiritual. <laughs> he was just exercising who he is in the spirit. You know? But it gets us scared to think that, oh, spirit, no. We are spirit, that's who we are. So we leave spirit. We are born of the spirit of God. So if we are born of the spirit, we have to act like that and live like that. When you speak to your chairs and speak to to um, um, to speak to things, I speak to my car if it's, if it's misbehaving. I call it to order. I said, hey, look here. I don't like what you're doing. Everything that is wrong with you start working right now. You speak to it. Not because you are... Somebody, somebody will say, ah, why are you being so spiritual? That's who you are. You better not be robbed of your identity. That's who you are. That's who you are. Something happens to you and the next time we say, ah, why are you praying? Instead of you, why are you praying? You, you shouldn't be praying. Instead of you to go around and looking for a solution. Where else is the solution? Where else? That's who you are. So don't lose your identity because you want to conform. So you want to blend. You were praying in tongues before. Your friend came in. And immediately the friend entered. You just picked up one novel and started reading. Say, guy, what are you doing? Just trying to read this novel. And you were kabashing seriously. Ha. You better kabash. If not, the problem will be bigger than what you think. Some of us, wait, you, you, you hear some people pray in tongues. They go, yeah, yeah, And then somebody comes in like, Rekon, Debash, Debredo, Sobre. You better pray. Your problem will just be sophisticated. You don't have to sophisticate the tongue. No, it's not by sophisticated tongue. It's by Jesus coming out through you. So don't lose who you are. That's all my message. It's just for somebody here. Don't lose who you are because you're trying to conform to the world. No. In the long run, it will pay you. And when it starts paying you, people will be looking for you and say, please show us your God. Show us your God. Let me close with this. I had a story. I don't know if you know Reverend George. I think boy. He gave a statement one time. He said he was living. If you know Reverend George, let me just give you a brief of his story. He was deep into occult. His father was an occult. He was deep into occult. Deep. And when I mean deep, he would stay in his room. Then he would do this. And then he's in Netherlands. He's in Netherlands. Not like he, he, he knows the place. If he, if he flies there, he will show you the place. Go for a meeting. 
and come back without visa. Many countries like that. It's when God started taking him around the countries of the world that he said, ah, I've been here before now. The people say, how? They don't understand. He's been there before. Deep into occult. When he got saved, he used to pray in his house. Pray, 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 pray. A lot. For years. One day, his, um, his landlord abused him, insulted him, did everything to him. Many years down the line, many years down the line, he was on the plane going to preach. First class seat. The landlord saw him. He? Is this you? No, it's a lie. Is this you? No, it's a lie. Is this you? Hey, so all those things you are saying that time, this is the future. But what happened? We want to jeopardize our future because we're trying to conform. That's who you are. Let me tell you, your tomorrow, I don't care where you are today. I, I, I don't care. Even if when you live here now, you are going under the bridge to sleep, I can tell you, beating my chest, that if you stay in the spirit, tomorrow you'll be giving houses to people. That is who you are. Born of the spirit. It can never fail. Never. I don't care. Anybody tell you, ah, don't mind those pastors. That's how they sweet talk. It is called good news. Good news is what? It's sweet. It's sweet. It's called good news. It's impossible to believe that someone, my daughter was asking me um, this morning or, or so, she said, Daddy, was I born with a silver spoon in my mouth? I said, yes. Whatever it means to her, it's okay. What does it mean to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth? In the natural world, it means that you come from a wealthy family. Question. Who's your father? God. How wealthy is he? You are born of the spirit. Live like one. Act like one. You don't have it today. It's not for me. You are calling those things which be not as though they were. That's how he created the world. There was nothing in the world. And he came and saw it and said, Ah, sun will be good here. Ah, you go out, look at it. Ah, this place will be good to pack my Cadillac. You see, it's not for me. It's from the spirit. It's when you, 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 you try to do it in the natural that, it, that it, it's error. But when you do it from the spirit, it will come alive. That is the new creation. Why? It's a shared life. You don't get it. It's, a it's not my life. It's the life of Jesus. I'm only sharing his life. He called me, he said, come up here to sit beside me in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and dominion. He said, so that where I am, that's where you will be. So from that point where he is, and I'm seated, I begin to call the things that I see from the point. I'm not calling it from where I am. No, no, no. I'm calling it from where he is. And where he is, is a place of dominion. So I stay in the spirit because I'm born of the spirit. However, see, the, the thing is that you look at, ah, 10 years will come. 20 years will come. 
But what's the difference? What difference will it make? You don't have to wait for um, one day it go, be, it go better. No. No. You start your day from today. What are you doing today? Yes, it's not looking like it, but what are you doing today about it? Are you conforming to the world? Or you are speaking by the Spirit? And arranging your future? Because that future is not just for you. There are people waiting for you in the future. That God has said, when you rise, they rise. But if you fail to rise, what happened? Imagine, if I had sat down, and then God said, go and plant the church in Padaka. Not knowing one soul. And I'm asking myself, how will I do it? And not do it. There are people's future that are tied to this church plant. So it's not about me. It's not about you. At all. So don't get it twisted in your head that, ah, by the time I arrive, they will know in these protocols that I have came. Pardon my English. No. It's not about you. When you rise, people rise. When God blesses you, he's blessing a generation. He's blessing a nation. When God gives you an idea, he's giving you that idea so that others will benefit from it. And the world will be a better place. And then the more he lifts you up, the more others are being lifted up. And then people will come one day and say, I thank God because of you. So the first thing you cannot fast today the speaking in tongues you can't speak today. Just know that you are denying a generation a future that God has for them. The place you feel you cannot get to today and you feel that, oh, I can't struggle anymore. You better get in the spirit and form your world because that world, there's a lot of people attached to that world. Attached to it. God gives you an idea. Run with it. God tells you, you know what? Can I trust you? with 20 million you don't know how believe him that's what happened to Abraham can I trust you with a son at 100 years old God if you say so you believe him because that son is beyond Abraham today we are all enjoying father Abraham has many sons you are counting yourself as one of them what of the ones that are coming out of you? Who will tomorrow thank God for you? Who will tomorrow thank God for you? So please, don't look at where you are now. There is a future in Christ. It's a shared life. Press for it. Write a confession. Put it on your wall. Put it on your phone. Listen to it in your ears. That life will come. I said the life will come. No matter what people say, the life will come. Stand to your feet, church. It's a shared life with Jesus. That's the new creation. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. Lift your hands to him. Just lift your hands to him. You know, the only thing he's asking of you is to believe. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Don't give up too soon. No. Only believe. Only believe. Don't give up too soon. 
Only believe. Just only believe. It's not difficult. It's not that difficult. No. Only, only believe. Only believe. That's what he's asking you. Only believe. Only believe. God is never late. Never late. I heard of a story of a man who lost his job. He was wrongly fired from his office. I don't know if you heard that story. Reverend George was saying this story. He was wrongly fired from his office. He became wretched. He took the matter to court. And they were in court for 12 years. 12 years. One day he went to Reverend George and said, Look at me. His clothes were torn, everything. 12 years. This God is a faithful God who Maybe if I say it like that, you will understand. He's a very faithful God. I mean, you can't hold on to him and suffer. You can't. Twelve years in court. And Reverend George told him, I serve a God that restores. If you hold on to him, he will restore. At the twelfth year, sir, the judge gave the verdict. Should I tell you the verdict? The judge said, everything that has been owed the man, every promotion that was due him, every bonus that was due him, every allowance that was due him for 12 years, they should calculate it. By the time they calculated it, the man would have risen to, I think the second person to the MD or so. Monetize it. 500 million. They gave him the check. The man came to Reverend George and said, please help me. I cannot see how many zeros is here. When you have that kind of compensation, you can't see again. 12 years. You know when we read it in scripture, that God showed up for so and so person, we say it's Bible now. He's still the same God. Yesterday, today and forever. There's absolutely nothing. It will look like now. But if you hold on to him, whole restoration will come. Your own is that don't give up. He said, he that endures to the end will have a crown of life. That is a sure banker. So it means that there is a crown of life. But for who? Endures to the end. Church, wherever you are, wherever you are, yesterday can never be better than the tomorrow God has for you. Never. Father, we bless you. We receive your word in our spirit. Let it form for us a future that is beyond what we see. In five years' time, in ten years' time, everyone under the sound of my voice now would have been multiplied ten times, a hundred times over because you are faithful with your word. Wherever they need strength, let strength come for them. And let them hold on to your word. Your ever sure and unfailing word to bring to pass the things that you have promised. So shall it be. In Jesus name. Celebrate the Lord God Almighty. 
The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.